My Car Guru, Episode 223, The Thanksgiving Special. Well, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. This is the Car Guru Thanksgiving Special, where I tend to go off the rails occasionally, or let's say off of the basic plan, not all of it, but just just part of it. Just bear with me, okay? Because, you know, one of the things my dad used to say all the time, um, especially when he wasn't feeling good, you know, I'd say, Dad, how are you? And he'd say, well, I'm grateful. And I always wondered where that was coming from. So I looked it up. You know, there's a difference between gratefulness and thankfulness. And to summarize it, gratefulness is more of an overall attitude, an overall outlook, how you feel about things in general. I mean, you can be grateful, apparently, and be having a terrible day. But thankfulness is a much more narrow concept. It's more about, you know, somebody gives you something. Well, thank you. You know, it's something that you have received and you have an immediate response to it. Gratefulness is more of an overall sense of being. Now, I'm not a psychiatrist. I should be. I probably could get a degree in it because of all the counseling and stuff that I've had to do over my years. Of course, I've been counseled a lot myself, too. Um, But I am trying to get a grip on emotions this holiday season. It's something that is a challenge. You know, when you have lost, this will be the first Christmas without my mom. And um, I've had, uh, well, it'll be 12 years since my son was killed in a car accident. And that's always hard uh, when we're all gathered around the table. There's always an absence. And then, of course, my dad. Um, But I'm not trying to bring you down. I am grateful, like my dad used to say, because somehow the Lord allowed me to carry on and not let loss destroy me. And the same thing for my wife and my girls. I mean, we are, we struggle with it. I mean, this, uh, Audra, my youngest, was telling me that she's been dreaming about Blaine, my son, and he's been, uh, he's always been happy in her dreams. And she has, she was very thankful, you know, for the fact that, that she could see him. And I've, I've had that same thing happen to me. And I think God sends us little gifts if we're sensitive to it, if we're open to receiving them. I've always looked for signs. I was looking for signs the day after he died. Um, you know, it was, please, Lord, show me something. Please let me know that he's okay. And I got those assurances over a period of time. It, it wasn't instantaneous, but I have witnessed to that many times in um, church settings and Sunday school and but you know, there, there's no secret formula to getting over this. And I've always told people that it's not something that you get over when you have loss. And you all know this, what I'm talking about. It's just something you learn to live with. And you have to decide whether or not you're going to carry on and uh, use that experience to help others. And that's just what we decided to do. And it is, uh, it's blessed us by reaching out to others. I, I pass out little books to anybody that I find out in my business that has suffered a loss, could be a customer, an employee, or you know, a friend. I, I keep a supply of this book called Healing After Loss. And that was such an anchor for me for 
several years, and I still go back and refer to it. I keep a copy of it on my bedside table. And whenever I start feeling that, you know, that cloud start heading my way, then I'll grab that book and um, kind of pushes it out there in the distance. Never goes away, but it pushes it out there. So Thanksgiving, uh, should it be called gratitude giving instead of Thanksgiving? You know, I know those pilgrims, they had a lot of things to be thankful for, I guess. You know, we the the accounts that we read, I get, we suppose a lot of things and wonder. There's so much of our past that is called into question now, and uh, I don't know why that, that we put up with that, but I guess that's just part of the open society that we have. Semi-open. Sometimes people try to shout you down and not let you express your opinion. But that's one of the reasons I'm glad I have a radio program and this podcast is I can express my opinion, and as long as I don't go too far out into the weeds uh, so that the, the FTC shuts me down, then I can pretty much say whatever I want to. And for this Thanksgiving, I'm going to be grateful, and I'm going to be thankful, you know, for the fact that my kids and uh, are the ones that are still here that can come together and grandkids and we can share a meal and a day. And, you know, the, the, the best part for me is when we say, okay, let's bow our heads and pray. And we do that, and then we go around the table and we say, okay, what are you the most thankful for this, this season? What did you get that you are thankful for? And what are you the most grateful? And we're going to add that this year, the, great, the gratitude question. Um, I think that's important. I think it's way more important than just having something to be thankful for, like a new Lego set or a new gun or something like that. Um, let's have a spirit of gratitude. And I think it will change the way we interact with other people. And it will probably have a great impact on our outlook on a daily basis and how we approach each day when it's not Thanksgiving. And um, so anyway, that's just how I feel about it. I'll be back here in just a minute. Okay, I'm back. Uh, The last episode, you can listen to it on podcast if you want to. If you don't know what a podcast is, then, well, you're probably about my age or older. I'm not meaning to discriminate, but podcasts are, well, just like this radio show is available on Apple Podcasts or uh, Google Podcasts. So you can just, if you have an Android phone, which I don't know why you'd have one, Apple's number one with me. But you can listen to these podcasts and you can go back and check out shows. So anyway, the one I just did was I was doing some name calling. Uh, The name calling was different names for different bad driving habits. And the people that practice those habits, yeah, I've got a few of them, and I'm I'm guilty. We all are at one time or another. So as long as it's accidental and uh, not something that we are proud of, you know, if you're proud of some of these habits, then you need to be, you need to have your driver's license taken away. So, but we're not going to be talking about that. What I am kind of the point I'm driving here is that sometimes when people misbehave and we see it and but we're separated from it for example they're in another car and they do something crazy i mean just can you believe those people just pulled out in front of us you know that type of thing you really don't know what they're going through and if you did 
you might be a little bit more understanding. Maybe they were just looking at their cell phone and not paying attention. You know, maybe they were uh, in a big hurry and, and not caring, but maybe they're in a big hurry because somebody's sick, you know, or they just got a, a terrible phone call and somebody's been injured. Or, you know, it could be any kind of a serious thing. We just don't know. We assume too much, don't we? I mean, we look at somebody's behavior and we think, you know, why can't those people get control of those kids? I remember a story that Stephen Covey used to tell about a, a lady that was sitting on a subway in New York City, and this all of a sudden the doors opened up, and this man came in with his three kids. Well, she assumed those were his kids. And they he sat down and just really fell into the seat and had his head down and just wasn't really paying attention, and the kids were just all over the place. They were just all over, you know, swinging on the bars and jumping from seat to seat and having a good old time, and she looked at him, and she was thinking, my goodness, why can't he get control of those children? That's just awful. He should be ashamed of himself. And finally she'd had enough, and she said, sir, can't you get control of those kids? He said, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, their mother just died, and I'm I just I wasn't paying attention. I mean, kids, get over here just a second. Was there a paradigm shift? What's a paradigm? Well, that's how you view things. That's how you view a particular situation, a circumstance. That's how you look at the world. That is your paradigm. And so, why do they call it a paradigm? I thought a paradigms was twenty cents, just like you. But no, that's it's spelled different. It's paradigm if you use phonics and that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, you know, you can look at a circumstance and judge that circumstance or judge those people involved in it and, you know, come to your own conclusion. Uh, and that's the way it's going to happen with a lot of times on the road when people misbehave. You know, we've got so many distractions anyway in our lives. Cars, car companies, they just keep adding more distractions into the automobile. Now, the latest thing is the, uh, uh, as far as innovation is concerned, is the dashboard. Your dashboard is going to be like going to the drive-in movie in a few years. I just saw the uh, new 2024 Mustang uh, when we were in Las Vegas not too long ago, and, and its instrumentation or basically screens go three-quarters of the way across the dash. Uh, pretty soon, I've, saw, I've seen several other... Uh, vehicles that are coming down the pike from different manufacturers. And, and I mean, it pretty much goes from door to door. It's just an entertainment cluster. Just one more thing to keep our eyes off the road. I guess they're assuming that the cars are going to be driving themselves, which that's not going to happen anytime soon. Tesla has tried that and uh, failed miserably in many cases. That's been the dream, though. And it would be nice. I'm not going to poo-poo it. I just think that it's the technology is just not there. If they could put something in the highway, you know, like a, I don't know, like a monorail ride at Disney World that you could hook onto, and then wouldn't that be great not to have any traffic jams and everybody's just going the right speed, and you know, and instead of having to hurry, you just have to, to uh, leave earlier. Um, so human behavior is the problem, isn't it? But I'm going to do my best this year to be a little less judgy of some of those human behaviors that I witness. Uh, these people are strangers to me. You know, I, I run into them in Walmart and stuff, and I say, Hi, hey, how's it going? You know, I always try to acknowledge people. If I make eye contact, I'm going to smile at them or say, hey, hello, what's up? Um, I may not say what's up. 
but I will acknowledge the presence of somebody, somebody in the in my presence. But a lot of people don't do that anymore, do they? I mean, you go into a waiting room right now, just about any place, a bunch of, you might have ten or fifteen people, and they're ignoring, uh, they're all ignoring each other. Uh, used to when you had a waiting room, you just had maybe a few magazines. And people would look at them, but they would interact. They would talk. Am I misremembering that? I mean, have we just all crawled into this this uh, cell phone protected environment that we just don't pay attention to other people anymore? It just seems that way. I don't know. I'm not grateful for that. That's for sure. My dad never knew a stranger. Um, I mean, when they sit down in the airport, it used to irritate the crap out of me. He would just, I said, Dad, can't you just leave those people alone? But he always wanted to just start up a conversation. Hey, how are you? Where are you guys from? And and then it would start, and I'd just roll my eyes. Of course, I was young, and, and you know, your parents, I guess, always kind of get on your nerves a little bit sometimes, the habits that they have. And I guess you've seen them so often, you say, okay, here he goes. But, you know, I really respect that. And now I want to do the same thing. I want to interact with other people. And I want to know a little bit more about the people that I'm in sharing a room with. Um, and I'm not bragging on myself. I, I just I think that this society is, is becoming too distant. We've never been closer together. There's more of us, right? There's a whole lot more people. And we're all crammed into smaller spaces. And we're interacting less. I guess that's just going to have to be another resolution of mine. My dad would sit in his office. Uh, it was just right outside of mine. I've got this uh, little bit more secluded office, and his was just right across the hallway from me, but it faced the showroom. And people would come by, and they'd recognize him, and they'd say, oh, Mr. Lawson, how are you doing? And he'd act like he knew him. You know, how you, you don't want to admit that you don't know somebody's name. He was just grateful that they didn't, or thankful, that they didn't ask him, uh, do you remember who I am? Because he said, no, but I really want to. I've heard him say that before. But he would get on his little walker when he was having a hard time getting around and shuffle down to the customer lounge and just sit down and start talking to people and asking them how, how they're doing and, you know, what's what do they have their car in here for and so forth. And I know a lot of those people just looked, were thinking in their mind, who is this guy? And, because he would never really introduce himself. And uh, and so after he passed away, I thought about that, and people would start coming up to me and say, where's your dad? I haven't seen him around. And then I would tell them, and of course they'd feel terrible because they asked me. But it just gave me an appreciation of what he was doing. And so I have definitely taken on that responsibility. My daughter Abby has. If I see a bunch of people in the customer lounge, I'm talking to them. I'm at, interacting and so forth, and I know it's so easy to just walk by, and we're really busy. But we, you know, we're a small family business. I mean, we're really a mid-sized dealer. There are dealers. There are a whole lot more dealers, a lot smaller than us, but there are a lot more that are a lot bigger. But what's different, I think, about our organization is that you know it's family-owned. It truly is, and and we've got I've got uh, four, five family members working here. And that doesn't make us any better. It just makes us very committed. And I am thanking the Lord every day that I've got my nephew running the front end, my daughter running the, the back end of the dealership service parts, uh, my son-in-law as the Ford sales manager, um, and my daughter as the payroll clerk. 
or a, what do you call it, HR. Make sure everybody gets paid on time. Boy, she takes that passionately. Uh, and just a lot of long-term employees that have worked for us for many years. We just don't have much turnover, and I think a lot of that has to do because we listen and we interact on more than just a transactional basis. We truly get involved in the lives of the people that work for us, and I just think that's something that a lot of businesses miss out on uh, because of this separation that people feel and this lack of communication. It's just that's where society is headed. Now, uh, with the exception of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, you would think people are extremely well-connected, but, you know, that's not the same, is it? That is posting pictures of your, you know, your three-year-old's birthday party is not the same as actually interacting with other human beings and making a difference in their lives. Sometimes people look at that Facebook life of yours and they think, man, they really got it good. They're really happy. They never have any problems. We all know that's not true. So this is my. This is a Thanksgiving show, right? This is a a, a rambling of a grateful car dealer and husband, father, son, and um, radio show host. And I'll be back here in just a minute. Okay, well, I guess we can talk a little bit about cars, uh, if you want to. Um, One piece of encouragement is that the uh, supply of automobiles is getting better. So I know I have been talking about how short supply things were and how prices are going up, I think they're leveling off and coming down in many cases. So if you happen to be in the market, uh, I know our inventory has improved dramatically. And uh, there's a lot of people that are ordering their vehicles for, you know, future delivery. But if you shop around, if you look online, you don't have to go from dealership to dealership. You can just go online and check out dealers' inventories and find out what they do have or don't have and Uh, Let your fingers do the walking. Remember, wasn't that the theme for the Yellow Pages? Well, see, now you can actually go in and see what they've got and pull up and see the MSRP and how much they're charging over uh, MSRP for different things. In many cases, it's it's below now. We've got some incentives on stuff, not just Ford and Nissan, which I'm a Ford and Nissan dealer, but I'm seeing some more incentives on cars and some low interest rates. Interest rates are not... Uh, bad on cars at all. I mean, it's it's home mortgages that and um, you know uh, just regular borrowing that you may do. Credit cards are horrible, but as far as uh, regular financing on cars, there's a lot of zero percent financing. The uh, different banks like or different uh, captives like Ford Motor Credit and Toyota Motor Credit or whatever they have special rates going right now that will get people help you deal with a little bit of that sticker shock that you find sometimes but i would encourage you to you know go shopping pretty soon used car values as new car inventories go up used car values are going to go down and we're already seeing that trend uh give you an example i was looking at a, a gmc denali the other day and we get a preliminary adjustment for the, the following month in the guidebooks that we use to appraise cars. And this particular guide said that next month, when the books are printed next month, which they're digital, they're not really books, but they're digital, that the value of this Denali will go down by $4,000 next month. 
Now, I know that's a, an exception to the rule because that is a big SUV, okay, full size, and they are very volatile right now. So if you own one of those and you're thinking about upgrading, you might want to do it pretty soon. Pickup trucks are still going to be high, and, um, you know, SUVs are starting to really to tail down some. When I talk about SUV, I'm talking about midsize and smaller SUVs. They're starting to go down in value. So uh, as high as prices are on new vehicles, you might want to think about trading, you know, even this uh, between, you know, in December or the week between Christmas and New Year's is always a huge event as well. Just make sure you go in there and you don't buy a car based on the monthly payment. Uh, You know, I've talked about that so many times. That's where people get ripped off is they stop focusing on the purchase price and what they're getting for their trade, and they allow the salesman to get them off on monthly payment. And I realize that you have to get a monthly payment that's in your budget. I know, I know. But you should do those calculations before you ever leave your house so that you know what how much money you can spend to get the monthly payment that you need. And so don't fall into that trap and don't fall into the balloons and all that other stuff and get all excited and then forget that you listen to the guru telling you how to buy a car and how not to buy a car because it will really make a difference for you. But I just want this to be a great holiday season for everybody. Let's live a grateful life if we can. And uh, let's take care of those circumstances that are robbing our joy from us and turn it over to the one who can really do something about it. And we all know who that is. Well, thank you for listening to this Thanksgiving edition of My Car Guru. And if you need me, call me or send me a text, 423-552-2020. Or you can send me an email to mycarguru2020 at gmail.com. And we will see you next time.